this month we're in a series called Presence, as you can see on the screen. And we are having uh, conversations around the presence of God. So last week, my buddy Trey Fraley uh, taught us on uh, the value of seeking God's presence and this whole idea that like, there is nothing more valuable in this world and in our life than the presence of God, and it's worth seeking. And I, I kind of like teed this up a little bit, and uh, Jonathan uh, stole Mark's thunder, and I'm going to steal it some more, but no. We're, uh, so tonight is like, okay, listen, when I'm seeking God, what happens when I just like don't feel his presence? I think all of us have gone through seasons where we just don't feel the presence of God. We don't know what's wrong. We don't know why. We don't know how to think through that. And uh, I asked one of my good friends, uh, Mark Anderson, uh, to teach on this topic tonight. So if you don't know Mark, uh, first and foremost, he's like the best question asker ever. Like if you're, you know, like when you're at a dinner and there's like someone's like, hey guys, what do you think about this? And he is like, ask a question that nobody's ever thought of before. That's Mark. Um, that was the first thing I was going to lead with. I don't, here we go. But okay, here we go. Mark is the youth pastoral resident here at Redemption Gilbert. He's like literally one of my best friends. Uh, if I were to give you a reason to listen to Mark tonight, outside of uh, Jesus is going to be speaking through his word through Mark, uh, Mark is one of the godliest men that I know at his age. Mark is maybe a year or two older than me, and I genuinely look up to him. Uh, it's very rare to see somebody at Mark's age with Mark's character. And uh, I just think it's a gift that we get to hear him tonight. I'm excited. Um, and so without anything else, Mark, are you ready? All right. Will you guys give uh, Mark a warm welcome? <laughs> Hello, is this on? Okay, we're on. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Are we good? Well, okay. Um, guys, it's good to be here. I'll be honest. Okay, I didn't expect this, but when we were singing that last song, I was getting, like, really emotional. Um, yeah, like, like the, this idea of dry bones coming to life. And I was just thinking about all the people I know who don't know the Lord. <clears throat> and like, God can raise them, you know. So that's not the message, but man, like, the Lord is, he's, he is able. So let me pray real quick so we can uh, get into this. <clears throat> God, thank you for this time. Lord, I pray that you would speak. Um, I pray that you would teach us, and I pray, Lord, that you would encourage us, God. Um, thank you, Lord, for your presence. Um, thank you that you are near, even when we don't feel you, Lord. So, God, we love you, and we just, I give this time to you, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so uh, freshman year of college, uh, it's 2014, and uh, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, okay, like spiritual ETA, I'll be like this mature in like a couple of years. So for me, I'm like, all right, maybe by like the end of my sophomore year, I'll be like, I'll be right here, like whatever that is. And, uh, and, and guys, it was crazy. Like all I did was like, all right, I'm going to seek the Lord. Like you talked about last week. It's like, I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to pray. Why? Because that's what they taught me in Sunday school. And so I'm, I'm just like, that's all I did. I just read my Bible and I prayed. And God, it was, guys, it was crazy just how much God showed up in my life. Like, I would have times where, like, I would be like, God, I need to, like, stop spending time with you right now because this is, like, overwhelming. And, like, I, like, that's weird. I never thought those words would come out of my mouth, but, like, they did multiple times. And it was like he was speaking through his word. There were times I like physically felt the presence of God in my body. And like times in prayer, like he was like so near. And he took me to a place in like a month and a half 
that like I had no category for. And so I, I was like, this is all new ground for me. It was like insane. Okay. So I like felt the presence of God. Now fast forward four years. I graduate from college. I move out on my own. Um, I'm working two jobs. I'm trying to like save up to ask my now wife to marry me. And she said yes, because she's my wife now. And uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, um, and so I remember like I, I move out end of August. And I remember I literally worked 24 days straight in September because I was so worried about making rent. And I did make rent. I was like, I don't need to work that much. Uh, but then October rolls around. And guys, October, in my mind, will always stand out. Like, it's so vivid. Like, it, was, it started one of the most, like, dry and hopeless seasons of my life. Um, and I started to ask questions about life that I hadn't asked before. Um, I remember, like, I, I was, you know, riding the train or the bus, um, like, to work. And I just remember looking out at people. And everybody, like, looked like zombies. I'm serious. Like, it just felt like, man, like, we're all, like, dead. Like, that's what it felt like. And it was just like, wake up, go to work, come back home, eat dinner, watch some YouTube videos, go to sleep, repeat. Like, like seriously, it was just like, whatever the mundaneness of life, like, I felt that. And... Um, and the way I would picture it, like when I would try to spend time with God, it felt like he wasn't there. It felt like he was completely silent. And whatever I had experienced four years prior, it was like dry. And the picture that I had this whole time is a couple months this span uh, of my life is like, I want you to picture like a house. And if this house is your soul, when you walk in the front door, that's like how you present yourself to people, right? Like the furniture is the way it is, the pictures are on the wall, like, and it's all like neat and cleaned up. And it felt like I wasn't on the first floor of my soul, but it felt like I was in the basement. Now you guys are from Arizona, some of you are like, what's a basement? But there are basements. Uh, I grew up with basements. But this, in my, in my head, like it was like dark and cold, there's no light. And it literally felt like I was sitting there for months, and I didn't feel God's presence. And so maybe you've experienced God's presence. Like you've, like Psalm 34, you've tasted, you've seen that he's good. Like it was real. And maybe like it was this weekend, you know, for some of you, it was like, wow, I experienced God in a fresh way. And then there are some of you where it's like, I might not be feeling God at all. And it's been a while since I've felt that before. And you, and, and you might not even feel close, and you're asking the question, why don't I feel God's presence? Why don't I feel God's presence? And here's the thing. We live in an age where, um, let's see if this works. There we go. So, uh, spoiler alert. Um, so we live in an age where we're like, we want to fix the problem. Like, if we're not feeling God's presence, something's wrong, okay? So, like, this is the picture I, I thought of. Yeah, it's kind of gross. But I thought of like a, uh, a blocked up pipe, okay? So it's like, all right, if we just get to the problem and we take it out, then like the water of God's presence should just keep flowing in our life, right? Um, and, uh, and, and you know what? That actually might be true. And so I want to talk about a couple of, of uh, reasons why you might not be feeling God's presence right now, okay? So the first is like, maybe you're just like too distracted, 
We live in a culture that is just like, I mean, we all have cell phones, right? Like, we're just like, we're in an attention economy where people are like vying for our attention. What are you looking at? And if, you know, if you're looking at it, they're probably making money. Let's be honest. Um, but like, we have headphones. Like, I, I have my AirPods, and like, I love podcasts and music, but it's like a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise, right? I don't know if you feel that. Um, but like, sometimes it's even good noise. Like I'm learning, I'm like listening to a sermon or I'm like learning new things about God. So uh, I, gave up, I gave up podcasts and I gave up music for 40 days, okay? That's a big deal for me. And, uh, and it was crazy because like when I would clean my house or uh, yeah, like, or pull weeds or whatever like you do to maintain your house, um, it was crazy how much God would speak to me in just the things I was doing, like washing the dishes or sweeping my house. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I haven't felt God speak to me in like, like this in a long time. And I just like quite literally just needed to take the noise out. And so like, maybe, maybe you're just like too distracted, which is good news because you can change that, you know? Maybe, the, maybe you have unconfessed sin in your life. And God, like he's put his finger on something. And, and, and you know it. But like Jonah, you're like, I'm going to run the other way. Instead of doing the next thing that God's called you to. Psalm, uh, Psalm 68, 18 says, If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. And Matthew 5, 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, I want to be really clear. Because, just because you sin doesn't mean God's like, I'm out. Because that's not the God that we serve, right? We serve a God who came to get, and he took the sin on him to get the sin off of us, to get the truth back on us. Like, that's good news. So, so I'm not talking about, like, God wants to be with you, Okay? But I think of it in terms of like, if I sin against my wife, we live in the same space and like it feels weird for a little bit and there's no less love, right? Like she still loves me and we're still committed to each other, but there is something different and, and that's what sin does. Sin like kind of just like, it distances you a little bit, right? And there's work to come back. So, so maybe, for, maybe for you, if this is you, the next step is like finding that person that you trust and confessing that sin, getting it out into the light. Man, that has been so big for me. Uh, like it, it says in the Bible that if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you. And it says if you confess your sins one to another, you'll receive life or healing. That's good news. Uh, maybe... You're not feeling God's presence because, uh, like, I just have to ask, like, are you seeking him? You talked last week about seeking him. But Psalm 42.1 says, also, you're going to have to forgive me. This is the first time I'm, like, running through it with this. Psalm 42.1 says, as the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. Do you, and, and, like, just be really honest, like, do you actually long for God? Do you actually long for God? This is a really simple and 
like, I don't know, whatever. I'm a junior high pastor, so I need to have simple illustrations. Um, but like if I'm going to look for someone, where do I go? I'm going to go to somebody's house. Or like if I'm looking for Corey and we're at work, like I'm going to go to his office, right? So you go to the places where people are. Um, before I get there, a couple of verses that the Bible says is um, Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. That was actually the verse that spurred me uh, in uh, freshman year to like, okay, whatever that is, I'm going to seek you. And I like reading my Bible and praying. That's what I knew. And then Matthew 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And I heard, I heard a pastor say once like, uh, God is really bad at hide and seek. Because like as soon as you start seeking him, he's like, I'm here. Right? Like, he, like, doesn't want to hide. He, like, wants to be found, right? And I just thought that was, I thought that was really cool. But the question is, like, are you, wait, what's next? Okay. Um, sorry, I told you the first time. So my question for you is, like, are you in the places that God is? Yeah? Like, are you, are you going to church? Are you in community? Are you around his people? Are you in the secret place with him? Are you in the places that God is? It's hard to find him if you're not in the places he is. Psalm 42.4 says, um, My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. And so we're, we're reading in this psalm, like all of a sudden there's like a disruption to his community. Later on you talked about like Mount Mazar and, the, and the, the source of the Jordan. And if you know anything about Israel, like that's like as far north in Israel as you could possibly go. And he's talking about, I remember the times where I was with people and we we're going up to Jerusalem. I was, I was going up to where God's presence was. And, and, and I, so Tim Keller said this one thing. He cited a study that said that 80% of Christians say that they can be a good Christian on their own. Yeah, and if we're honest, I feel like the culture that we live in um, we, we and, and in a community like this, it's easy to like come and sit in the back and get our fix of Jesus and then leave. And you're never known. Yeah? And so my question for you is, like, who are you learning with? Who are you praying with? Who are you seeking God with? Who are you committing to being, being in community with. All right, so last one is, uh, are you taking care of yourself? So this is like, I don't think that if, you know, you're not taking care of yourself, God's not going to like be in your life. That's not what I'm saying. But, but so, uh, yeah, Psalm 42.3 says, day and night, I have only tears for food. So this psalmist, this guy writing it, is, is not sleeping and he's not eating. 
okay? And, and there's this guy, uh, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones. He was a, pa- a Welsh pastor, and he wrote a book all on Psalm 42, and it's called uh, Spiritual Depression. And he, he, uh, he said this, Does someone hold the view that as long as you are a Christian, it does not matter what the condition of your body is? Well, you will soon be disillusioned if you believe that. There are some in whose cases it's clear to me that the cause of their depression is mainly physical. On the other hand, people who are more physically weak are more prone to attacks of spiritual discouragement and depression. But if you recognize that the physical may be partly responsible for the spiritual condition and make allowances for this, you'll be better able to deal with the spiritual issues. And the reality is, guys, is like we... We don't, uh, we don't like take into account our physical, like what we do with our physical bodies and how that might affect us spiritually, right? I think we do that emotionally. Like we're like, oh, my mental health can, if, if I'm not like sleeping well, it affects my mental health and that's really good. And it, and it can also affect your spiritual life as well. I heard a pastor once say, people who come, you know, asking for help from him. He's like, I want you to go, and for a whole week, I want you to just get nine hours of sleep every night. He's like, because some of you are just, like, too tired to, like, sense God's presence in your life. So are you, are you prioritizing sleep? Are you eating well? Are you taking care of yourself? So this is a book. Uh, you can take a picture if you want. But Rhythms of Renewal, uh, this lady has some, like, really great uh, just like holistic, like she talks about going on walks. And you might be like, that's boring, but she has some really good stuff in there. So uh, pick this up if you want. Okay. Uh, okay, so those are like, so maybe the problem and why we're not feeling God's presence is because like we're not doing something or because, uh, or because like, uh, sorry, hang on. Like, because we're not doing something or because we need to do something, right? Um, but sometimes it has nothing to do with that. And this is what, this is the, uh, like, I was sitting in this all, like, for a good, like, three weeks. And, um, and, and it was, it's weird because it was oddly encouraging. But sometimes when we don't feel God's presence, it's because God has us right where he wants us. The interesting thing about Psalm 42 is uh, the psalmist, like, there's other psalms that deal with, like, sin, like, when I sinned, like, I I didn't feel you, right? Um, But this psalm, he hasn't really, like, done anything wrong, necessarily, right? There's certain parts of his circumstance that aren't great, but, like, but, and and that's what's weird, because, like, we're, like, where's the problem? How can I fix it? Like, this is bad. And it might not be bad. And that's weird to us, right? So there's this thing um, called the dark night of the soul. Um, And John Mark Comer, he has some really good stuff on this. He defines this as a season in our apprenticeship to Jesus where God intentionally takes away the felt sense of his presence. Not his presence, but the felt sense of his presence in order to do a a deep work of purgation or like cleansing and purifying and preparation in our soul for a greater freedom, love, 
and intimacy with God. And guys, this is really important because um, oftentimes, if you're a new believer, you go through something like this. And, and here's the thing. We also like don't talk about it in church, honestly. And in the culture we live in, it's very much like, how are you doing? Great. Like, I, honestly, I don't know about you, but when people ask me, like, how are you doing? I, uh, I will, like, I will search for something good. Like, if I'm not feeling good, I'll try and find something good to say. Because, like, we don't want to talk about, like, the bad that's happening or, or the struggle or the hardship, right? Um, but for new believers, what can happen is they'll go through a time like this. They'll enter into a time like this, and it throws them off completely, and some people will like completely think that God has abandoned them and they will either like leave the faith or if they ever do come out of it, they, they like have very low expectations of God. And it's like, I don't know, like they don't have a very like strong relationship with the Lord. But uh, so this, this like experience of like the dark night of the soul um, it's an experience that feels more like absence than presence. It's an unlearning as much as it is a learning. And, and in a society where we just like always want to acquire, it's like this is, this is a hard season. It's less of an experience and more of a non-experience. It's a place where our faith is given an opportunity for testing and refining Dr. Gerald May talked about it, and he said an on, it's an ongoing spiritual process in which we are liberated from attachments and compulsions and empowered to live and love more freely. And I love this picture. Like, when I think of attachments, honestly, I thought of Pinocchio at first, but then I realized, like, he doesn't have any strings. So that doesn't work. But he's a puppet. But, like, it made me think of, like, a puppet, and how like we have attachments that like we have other loves that we don't even know about sometimes. And God will intentionally bring us through a season where we don't feel his presence, where he is dealing with like the attachments in our lives and liberating us from that. So a good barometer of like, okay, am I in this season of like this dark night? Which, okay, I realize the dark night of the soul, it sounds like really ominous. You know, it's like, it's like a Christopher Nolan movie or something. Um, and maybe it will be someday. I don't know. Uh, but, but I feel like it's kind of been hijacked, which is like why I'm trying to explain it. But a good barometer for like if I'm in this season is like, okay, is my desire for the world going up and my desire for God going down? Then you're probably not in this season. Right? It might be one of those other things that we talked about. But if your desire for the world is going down and your desire for God is going up and you still, you're not feeling his presence, there's a really good chance you might be going through this season. So feelings that come with this is like, I feel like I'm going backwards emotionally and spiritually. Or like I've done something wrong. And things that were once life-giving, like I almost think of like your life as color, it just like turns gray. Like things that were once life-giving are just dull. Spiritual disciplines, like trying to read your Bible and pray and listen to music and all that, like it just like, it, it feels like boring and it feels dry. Some people call this like a wilderness. 
there's weariness and lack of emotion, and it feels like I'm just not bearing any fruit. There's this theme all throughout the Bible that it talks about pruning. And it's like, this is a season of pruning, where it's like, we're not just cutting off a couple bad leaves. Like, like pruning is like cutting the stem and waiting for it to grow back, right? At least with a rosebush. That's what I know. Uh, you might feel like God has abandoned you. God isn't even real anymore. And you might feel like this is forever. And yet, still, there's a desire for God that runs really deep. So that's what it feels like. But what's actually happening in this? God is graciously allowing you or, and allowing us to experience our own emptiness apart from him. I feel like we live in a culture that like, we, can, we can manipulate anything. We, 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 want, uh, we want control, right? And in a season like this, like you, you feel your own emptiness. And that's actually God's grace. Okay? God is, freeing, God is freeing you from misplaced confidence in ideas about God or feelings of God and formulas for how to become like God and instead gracing you with trust in himself. Like, oftentimes we can think, okay, if I just like, if I just, get the right rhythms in life. Like, okay, like I'll, I'll, I'll be doing okay. If I just get the right formula um, for, for following the Lord, like I could, I'll, I'll hack it, right? And two things I want to talk about. Um, one is that feelings of God's presence are not the same thing as God's presence, My question is like, do you love God because of your experience of God? Or like maybe the way he makes you feel? Or do you love God because you love him? And, and what if that feeling goes away? Like, are you still going to follow him? Again, I think of like, I think of my marriage with my wife. It's like, if I only act married when I feel married, that's really bad. That's called being a bad husband, right? And I think, I think oftentimes we, we like are like, I want this butterfly effect to last forever. And in reality, when you've talked with couples who've like been married for a long time, it's like there's maturity in growing past this, these like feelings that are there at the beginning of the relationship, Right? Emotions are not always an accurate barometer of reality. Um, and two, ideas about God are not the same thing as God. See, at first you were like, oh, I'm super logical. You know, yeah, right brain people are weird. Left brain people, here you go. But ideas about God are not the same thing as God. And I, and, and I struggle with this. Like, I feel like if I'm like learning more about God, if I have like a new thing to say, it's like I'm growing closer with him. When in reality, I'm just like, I might just be like acquiring knowledge about someone that I, I don't even like spend time with, right? God is not an idea, he is a person. And in the dark night, God is refining your ideas about who God is and what life is all about. Um, okay, so this is my family. Well, no, my, not my family. They're in my family. 
But this is Felicity. Uh, she's my oldest. She's two and a half, and this is Belle, and she just turned 11 months. So this is a cool video. So this is Belle, and t literally taking her first steps, and it was at church, too. Um, and that was a big deal for me. I was, like, freaking out, holding the phone, trying not to scare her. Wow. Who's that? That and that's awesome. Felicity, like, she doesn't even, she doesn't even care. So, okay, whoops, I'm going to go back to that. Um, but here's the first illustration that came to my mind when Corey was like, hey, can you, can you talk on this? I, so we're, I'm trying to help Belle learn how to walk, right? And so what I'll do is, like, she'll be, she'll be here, and I'll grab her, her hands, and then at a certain point, I like let go and then I step back and I'm like, come here, right? And so she feels me and then all of a sudden it's like she doesn't feel my hands anymore. And, in, and am I doing that because I'm a bad dad? No. <laughs> I'm doing it because I want her to learn to go beyond crawling. I want her to learn to walk, right? And just like I want my daughter to learn to mature and grow and be able to walk on her own, God, in the same way, will take away that like, felt sense of his presence so that we learn, so that we mature and that we grow. Okay, so again, those might be some of the reasons why I'm not experiencing God. But what do I do when I don't feel God's presence? First, I would, first I would say, invite God into the mundane. So when this happened, I called up my friend, um, and he actually described this whole dark night thing, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that's it, but, um, but he was like, here's what I want you to do, man. I want you to uh, look for ways in which God is trying to capture your heart through, like, the simple pleasures in life, okay? And so, so for example, one of those things for me was, like, Chicago in the fall time is beautiful. And like as I'm walking to the train or to the bus, like I would see the, the, like the sun shining through the leaves. And there was something that's like, that was beautiful about that. And it like captured my heart, right? And I kind of think of it as like, so I had friends, well actually you guys just got engaged and congratulations. Maybe he did this. But I, this guy, he, he like had roses, and he, like, kind of threw, you know, like, there's this path. And he put roses and then, you know, a couple more feet and roses. Anyways, so as she's walking down, she picks up another rose. And it's like, oh, there's another one over there. Um, and I kind of viewed it as, like, like, that image of, like, I didn't see God. Like, he wasn't, it didn't feel like he was there. And yet, through, through like, inviting him into the mundane things, I, like, I went through my days watching almost how God was, like, leaving me, like, rose petals, right? And, and, and there's this cool idea that, like, God, like, he is trying to romantically pursue you. And that might be kind of weird for you, but it's true. Like, there's a side of God where he's trying to, like, woo you to himself, and so I, just, I love that image of, like, the rose petals. And then here's another one, Clone Wars. Who's, who's with me? Who likes it? Yes, you're my people. Okay, so, 
Okay, so why do I bring up Clone Wars? Because he, my friend was also like, what are you already doing that you can invite God into? And he, he, he told me, like, you know, during this conversation, he's telling me some things that he's learning, and I'm like, dude, that's really profound. Like, where did you learn that? He's like, oh, I was reading a Batman comic. <laughs> now, this guy's really smart, so maybe he's just like a super deep thinker. I don't know. But he was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like learn that reading the Bible. He's like, I go back to the biblical principle of it, right? Um, and I'm not saying don't read your Bibles. Don't hear me. Don't, don't hear that. Um, but it was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not like experiencing God's presence, but like still like invite him into like the things you're doing. And so it was crazy because like over these months, I'm like, I'm watching Clone Wars and I'm like, okay, like as weird as it is, I was like, all right, God, will you watch Clone Wars with me? <laughs> Genuinely. And, and it was crazy because sometimes it's like, you know, Anakin's like, I'm going out there and he flies away, right? And, and the people in the ship way back here who can see everything are like, no, don't do that. What are you doing? And like sometimes, you know, God, God's like, you do that sometimes. And I was like, what? Did I, what? Like, and he's like, yeah, you do that sometimes. Like, I can see the bigger picture, but you're just like, I'm going to go. And I was like, whoa, jeez. <laughs> so invite God into the mundane. You might just be surprised. Um, the next is press into community. So the University of Wisconsin Center for the Study of Pain uh, did this uh, study where they put people's feet in ice water, okay? And they saw how long they could last. And what was crazy was like, if you had a companion that came in, the people would last twice as long. Isn't that crazy? And so just like, like we have physical pain and companions, like community helps, um, it's the same with like emotional pain, right? And I love Pete Gregg, he says, he says, human beings are the language of God. Isn't that cool? I think that's beautiful. And then... And then also, like, I would say press into the faith of others when you don't have it. Like, the reality is, is, like, sometimes, like, you're going to come here, and you're not feeling anything, you know? And Jonathan, Jonathan's on his A game, but you're still feeling nothing. And, like, and, and you're looking at other people, though, who are experiencing God's presence in that moment. And that's a reminder of, like, you know what? He is here. He is working. And regardless, he's worthy of my worship, whether I feel him or not, right? So uh, the next one is pour out your soul. Um, and, and this is what the psalmist does, like, as I poured out my soul. And he says things like, why am I so discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Why have you forgotten me? How long, right? And I heard a pastor once say that, like, just pray what you've got. Like, if you're angry, tell him. If you're, like, so sad about, like, that, like, I haven't felt your presence in a long time, like, tell him. And be honest about it. Like, there's no sugarcoating it. Like, if you've read the Psalms, there's some, like, there's some interesting stuff in there. And, like, God can take it. So, like, pour out your soul to him. Um, okay, the number four is uh, preach to yourself. So don't doubt in the desert what God said in the river. When I think about Jesus, he, he got baptized, right? And what happened? 
the clouds parted, the heavens parted, right? And God himself, like God the Father himself says, this is my son whom I am well pleased with, right? And then all of a sudden he goes into the wilderness. And, and in the wilderness, the, the enemy's like, honestly, like, where's your God? Who are you? Like he, he's trying to get at his identity. And so in these moments, you need to like, Preach to yourself, okay? And, and this is what the psalmist does. He says, why am I so discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. And he's not feeling it when he says that. There are times, guys, where it's like, I'm going to go spend time with God, and I don't feel it at all. And sometimes you got to talk to your flesh, and you got to be like, flesh, we are going in that room and we are going to go spend time with God. I don't care what you say. And it's funny because we're all about that when it comes to like working out. Like it's like, yeah, of course, there's going to be days you don't want to do it. You got to do it. And for whatever reason, when it comes to our spiritual life, we're like, no, it's like not authentic, you know? Like I, I just got to, you know, I got to feel him. Like, I don't know. There's something to that, right? Okay. We'll keep going. Uh, but uh, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones said something similar. Have you ever realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you're listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? So I would encourage you guys to, in, in these moments, like live on the past words from God. Past encounters. Maybe you journal. Look back at journal entries where you've like experienced God, what he's done. Let the moments of faith that carry, carry you through this time and also like live by the faith of others. When you don't feel it, look at the people who do. God is real. He is with you. And then lastly, remember your hope in Jesus. So um, I'm going to read a really long quote, but it is beautiful, guys. I'm going to like take our time through it. Um, it's guy, by a guy named Henry Nowen who went through a, a very similar season, like a year where he like almost lost his faith through this. And he said, it, this is a quote, My God, my God, why have you deserted me? When Jesus spoke these words on the cross, think about this, total aloneness and full acceptance touched each other. In that moment of complete emptiness, all was fulfilled. In that, dark, in that hour of darkness, new light was seen. While death was witness, life was affirmed. Where God's absence was most loudly expressed, God's presence was most profoundly revealed. When God, through the humanity of Jesus, freely chose to share our own most painful experience of divine absence. Think about this. God became most present to us. It is into this mystery that we enter when we pray. And I just want to encourage you with this, with this last um, verse in James. Um, James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And when you are going through a season where you are feeling a dryness, you're not feeling the felt presence of God, that's a trial. 
but consider it pure joy because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And guys, if I can just encourage you, like, as I was studying all of this, I was, it was kind of crazy just how many people go through seasons like this. And, and I, and, and like, it doesn't make it any easier, but it's really normal. And I want to encourage you that like, when you go through something like this, like, it's okay. Let God do what he's doing. He's going to bring you through it. And I want to encourage you with that. So I want to end by reading uh, a couple song lyrics that like brought me through like some, some hard times. Um, the song is like about time. There's a time for everything, like it says in Ecclesiastes. And he says, he says, So crown him in your mourning, and crown him in your laughter, and crown him when it all turns dark. Crown him when you bury and crown him when you marry, and crown him when your faith finds a spark. Crown him for he's faithful, and crown him for he's worthy, and crown him for he is good. Crown him for his promises cut through the blindness of children that have barely understood. The beauty that has come, and the beauty yet to come, and the beauty that is yours and that is mine. And that death produces life, and that we are made alive, listen to this, by the king who paints beauty with time. By the king who paints beauty with time. And then it ends with, And I don't know the end or tomorrow's story, but I have found the one who gives me rest, and I will make my bed in his promises, for he holds true when nothing's left. And so guys, you have an option every day when you wake up. Like, who are you going to crown? Are you going to try and go at this life like by yourself? Are you going to wake up and you're going to still crown the God that you don't feel there? You're still going to crown him as Lord. And it's your choice. So let's pray. God, thank you so much. Um, Thank you. Lord, that you are near. Thank you, Lord, that you are a God who pursues us. You're a God that loves us so much that at times you will take away your presence so that we grow. Lord, I just pray for everyone in this room. There might be people who are going through that. Lord, I pray that they would be encouraged. I pray, Lord, that that, uh, Lord, that you would bring them through this time. I pray that you would bring community around those people. Um, I pray, Lord, that for the people who are isolating God, I pray, Lord, that they would press into your people, Lord. Um, God, you are a personal God. You're, you're not an idea. You're not a feeling. You're a person that we can know. And God, I pray that you would help everyone in this room to know you. Lord, we love you. 
and we thank you for this time. And Lord, we just, we give it all to you. We give our lives to you. We crown you as Lord of our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.